This is WLIW 88.3 and 96.9 FM serving Eastern Long Island, some of Western Long Island, coastal Connecticut, and the world with music, news, entertainment, and it's Monday Night Jazz, the Urban Jazz Experience. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being with us on this Monday night with lots of great music ahead of us tonight. Relevant music. It's always relevant. And uh, hello to everybody listening locally at 88.3 and 96.9 FM. And everybody listening worldwide at WLIW.org slash radio. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. I'm Eddie German with you until 11 o'clock. As we, uh, well, do our duty and acknowledge what we're about to acknowledge in a musical manner. Okay, all right. It's Monday night. Kind of cold out there, baby, you know? Try to warm things up around here. Philly Joe Jones there, man. Billy Joe Jones on the drums. Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Paul Chambers, Red Garland. And uh, good evening to uh, Deborah and Brian and Michael and Carmella and Michael Poor, Michael Braxton, and uh, Ellen Levitt. Hello, friends. We're going to start music immediately. And uh, today, not today, but yesterday, a couple of uh, musical birthdays yesterday, January 7th, which we'll acknowledge. One of those uh, is uh, is uh, conga player uh, Chano Pozo. And uh, Chano Pozo, he was born in uh, Cuba, 1915. And uh, he was one of the uh, Pioneers, one of the founders, one of the one of the one of the uh, pioneers of uh, Latin jazz, when he arrived in New York in 1945, and began his brief collaboration with uh, Dizzy Gillespie. He was introduced by he was introduced to Gillespie by Mario uh, Bowser. And uh, so we're going to hear a little bit of cha, the music that he made with that. It was very, very brief. Uh, Chano Pozo, I'll tell you, he, uh, he only lived to be 33. He arrived, he arrived in New York uh, in uh, 1945, and uh, he was murdered in Harlem in uh, 1947. Actually, uh, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I got that wrong. He immigrated to, to uh, he came to New York in 1947, and he was killed in Harlem in 1948. Isn't that something? He was uh, 33 years old. 
One of the tunes that one of the tunes that he co-wrote with uh, Dizzy Gillespie was Tintindeo. Tintindeo. Another one that he co-wrote with uh, Dizzy Gillespie was uh, Manteca. And uh, we're going to first hear uh, Tintindeo with uh, in an orchestral setting with Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Ed Cherry on guitar, Ron Holloway on sax, Ignacio Barroa drums, John Lee on bass, and the John Dankworth, uh, John Dankworth conducting the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra for Chanapozo's Tintin Deo.
Two versions of uh, Tin Tin Deo. Well, one reason is because I like the song so much. Uh, both of them with uh, Dizzy Gillespie. The one we just finished hearing was uh, 1956 with an 18-year-old uh, Lee Morgan on trumpet in the band. And uh, it was, uh, well, Tin Tin Deo with a lot of people. Uh, Joe Gordon. Lee Morgan, Emmett Perry, Quincy Jones is also in the band on trumpet. Melba Liston is only there in trombone with Frank Rehack and Al Gray, all on trombone. Rod Levitt on bass trombone. Jimmy Powell and Phil Woods on alto. Billy Mitchell, Benny Goldson, Ernie Wilkins on tenors. Marty Flax, Billy Root on baritone. Walter Davis Jr. and Winton Kelly, different tracks at the piano. Nelson Boyd and Paul West on bass, Charlie Persip on the drums. We began with Tintin Deo with Dizzy Gillespie and uh, the orchestra I mentioned, along with uh, uh, Frank uh, Dankworth, with uh, John Dankworth and the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra. Tintin Deo. A collaborator on the two, two on the uh, tune uh, channel puzzle. I meant collaborator on the tune of uh, Tintin Deo. His birthday was yesterday, born nineteen fifteen, in Havana, Cuba. Here's uh, another two selections that uh, on which uh, channel puzzle is actually on uh, conga with Diz Gillespie. In 1945, for Cubana B and Cubana Bop.
And we just heard uh, both uh, Cubana B and Cubana Bop from Dizzy Gillespie, 1947, with Chano Pozo on Conga. And that there that we witnessed in those two selections were Latin jazz in its infancy, in its infancy. And there you have it, Dick Cavett. And uh, Chano Pozo, his birthday yesterday, born in Havana, Cuba, in 1915. And uh, it's said that he grew up in a, in, a neighbor, in a neighborhood where a neighborhood that was so tough that even the police avoided going in there. And he grew up in Havana, born 1915 in Havana. He said he faced, uh, he faced brutal discrimination in Cuba because 
of them not allowing black performers to perform uh, in nightclubs and stuff like that. But he broke through. And uh, another collaboration that he did with uh, Dizzy Gillespie is Dizzy Gillespie's Manteca.
Now this is uh, that that version of Manteca, 1956, from the uh, 1956 to 1957 studio sessions. Uh, that uh, there all the all of these were uh, recorded in the studio in front of a live audience, but that that was a huge audience. That sounded like more than a studio audience. That sounded well. That sounded like a theater audience. <laughs> anyway, Manteca, and that was Dizzy Gillespie with his big band, the band uh, in 56 that included uh, Quincy Jones and uh, Lee Morgan and Mel Balliston and folks like that. Good evening and thank you for joining us for Monday Night Jazz, the Urban Jazz Experience. Uh, yesterday, uh, January 7th, was also the birthday of uh, saxophonist David uh, Schildkraut. And uh, he was born in uh, 1925, 1925. And uh, we're going to uh, feature uh, David Schildkraut. 
Today, yesterday was also the birthday of drummer Sam Woodyard. Sam Woodyard and David Schildkraut, both born on the very same day, January 7th, 1925. So in tonight's program, we'll include music. Since it's uh, Sam Woodyard, drummer, uh, he spent a good deal of, of, uh, of his musical career with Duke Ellington. So how about that? So we're going to get going. We're going to start off with uh, with uh, David Scheldkraut with Miles Davis. Miles Davis on trumpet, J.J. Johnson on trombone, you know the album, Lucky Thompson on tenor, Horace Silver piano, Percy Heath on bass, Kenny Clark on the drums, and uh, it's uh, 1954, Walking, baby. We're talking about walking.
makes me treat you the way I do. Gee, baby, ain't I good to you? There's nothing in the world too good for a girl that's good and true. Gee, baby, ain't I good to you? Bought you a fur coat for Christmas, a diamond ring, a big Cadillac car, and everything. It's love that makes me treat you the way I do. Gee, baby, ain't I good to you? Gee, baby, ain't I good to 
Billie Holiday, January 8th, 1957. This is WLIW-FM. Hi, I'm Diane Michelli, General Manager of listener-supported WLIW-FM, here to say thank you for making our year-end fundraising campaign a great success. We look forward to continuing to serve Long Island with music you love and news you can trust. We hope you'll keep listening and have a great 2024 with all of us here at WLIWFM. Listening to WLIWFM 88.3 Southampton and 96.9 Manorville. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visited the southern border city of Eagle Pass, Texas today to meet with border officials. As Texas Public Radio's Gage Davila reports, Mayorkas is calling on Congress to pass immigration reform. Mayorkas says migration has become a global issue as more people are displaced by climate disasters, violence, and poverty. He says Congress must provide funding for Customs and Border Protection in response. We will continue to do everything we can, and we will continue to enforce the law. But we need Congress to make the legislative changes and provide the funding that our frontline officers so desperately need. Mayorkas says last month's influxes of migrants in Eagle Pass were due to Mexico not enforcing its immigration laws. U.S. officials will meet with Mexican officials again later this month. I'm Gage Davila in McAllen, Texas. Former President Donald Trump is turning up the heat on one of his Republican rivals in the presidential race, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. As NPR's Franco Ordonez tells us, the Trump campaign is spending millions on TV ads attacking Haley a week before voting starts. The former president continues to maintain double-digit leads in primary polls, but Haley has been gaining ground. In response, Trump's campaign ads went up on air for the first time in New Hampshire attacking Haley, who was Trump's ambassador to the U.N. He's also increasing his attacks on the campaign trail. Nikki Haley has been in the pocket of the open borders establishment donors her entire career, and uh, she's a globalist, you know, she likes the globe. I like America first. 
She says Trump is getting nervous. Last week, her campaign announced that she had raised $24 million in the fourth quarter, a large infusion of cash at a key moment in the race. Franco Ordonez, NPR News. A new climate report predicts warmer and drier conditions for major western rivers going forward. Remember station KUNC, Alex Hager has the story. Warmer temperatures mean less snow and less water. A new study from Colorado State University shows Colorado's annual snow totals and stream flows could decrease by as much as 30 percent by the year 2050. That has implications for the water supply across the southwest, since about two-thirds of the Colorado River starts as snow in the state of Colorado. The prediction for high temperatures also means more evaporation. A thirstier atmosphere would suck water out of the soil, keeping it out of the streams and rivers, usually filled by snowmelt and runoff. For NPR News, I'm Alex Hager in Fort Collins, Colorado. A deal aimed at avoiding a partial government shutdown. Congressional lawmakers are trying to reach agreement that would give both sides what they want. House Speaker Mike Johnson has called the proposed $1.66 trillion deal the most favorable budget agreement Republicans have achieved in over a decade. On Wall Street today, the Dow is up 216 points. This is NPR. At least 21 people were injured, some seriously, in an explosion at a historic hotel in downtown Fort Worth. Authorities blaming the blast at the Texas hotel on some kind of gas explosion. Fire officials say it caused massive damage to the 20-story Sandman Signature Hotel that was undergoing construction. Some of the injured had to be pulled from the basement of the building located a block from the Fort Worth Convention Center. NASA's first attempt to land a probe on the moon's surface in more than 50 years appears to have failed just hours after launch. NPR's Jeff Brumfeld has more. Early on Monday, a Vulcan rocket took off from Cape Canaveral in Florida. Five, four, three, we have ignition and liftoff. On board was a small lunar lander built by the private company Astrobotic. At first, everything seemed to be going smoothly, but within a few hours, the company announced the probe had a failure in its propulsion system that was causing it to leak propellant. Its batteries were also running low. NASA hopes commercial companies can one day ferry equipment and supplies to astronauts on the moon. In a statement, the space agency called the failure an opportunity to, quote, learn and grow. Jeff Brumfield, NPR News. The nation's highest court has rejected a bid by the state of Alaska to revive a proposed copper and gold mine. Justices without comment turning away an effort by the state to sue the Biden administration directly over the Environmental Protection Agency's decision to block the proposed reopening of the Pebble Mine in the state's Bristol Bay region. The EPA blocked the proposed reopening of the mine, citing potential negative effects on the state's salmon fishing industry. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Lodestar Foundation, inspired by the principle that helping someone else less fortunate is a path to a happier, healthier, and more meaningful life. Learn more at lodestarfoundation.org. Hi, it's Judy Carmichael. On my show, Jazz Inspired, I talk with fascinating creative people who love jazz and discuss how it inspires them. Everyone from Willie Nelson to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Listen Sunday nights at 7 and Mondays at midnight on 88.3 WLIWFM, South Hampton, serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut 
96.9 in Western Suffolk, and streaming at WLIW.org slash radio and on your favorite streaming platforms. This is listener-supported WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR station. WLIWFM, it's Monday Night Jazz, the Urban Jazz Experience. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ed German with you until 11. We began that last set with Miles Davis and the uh, band, 1954, Walkin', and that also included uh, alto saxophonist David Schellkraut, who's born on this date, not on this date, whose birthday was yesterday, born January 7th. 1925, and they did walking. Billy Holiday took us to the top with uh, G Baby, G Baby Ain't I Good to You, which was recorded on this date, January 8th, 1957. She, along with Barney Kessel on guitar, Ben Webster on saxophone, and uh, Harry Sweets Edison on trumpet, Alvin Stoller um, on the drums. And that piano player, yeah, Red Mitchell on bass, Alvin Stoller on the drums, Jimmy Rolls at the piano on this date in 57. Yesterday was also the birthday of drummer Sam Woodyard, who spent, uh, oh, spent about 11 years with Duke Ellington's band and uh, as the, the uh, band drummer. And I thought it'd be. I thought we would play play a few selections from their time up at Newport, up at the Newport uh, Jazz Festival. And uh, this is this is in the uh, this is live at Newport. Well, I, th- I think it's nineteen fifty eight, but. There were so many papers that I was looking through. I mean, I played this once a couple of times before. There were so many papers I was looking through. Sometimes it's, okay, yeah. 1956. (sighs) I'll let them take over. Because sometimes I like to listen to this stuff just to get the historical perspective on what was going on. And this is in uh, July of 1956. Just a few selections from that time with uh, drummer Sam Woodyard, Duke Ellington, and the rest of the orchestra. They're going to start off by playing the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning of the concert.
very, very pleasant night for a bit of a change. For those of you who are here in Newport for the first time tonight, you may not have realized, but it's been raining for the last two days. And these very wonderful jazz concerts that have been going on in the Newport Jazz Festival have been played in the rain, but again to very amazing crowds to show that I suppose the jazz has an awful lot of loyal enthusiasts up in the New England area. However, we found out this afternoon that a good share of the audience happens to come from New York and places that are far, quite far distant from Newport. So I suppose you might say we're talking to a very cosmopolitan group. Also, this is the first time I've had the opportunity of hearing the Duke Ellington Band play the Star Spangled Banner. And I think they did a very wonderful job. As you well know, those of you who have been around jazz for a little while, even those who are brand new at this thing, one of the outstanding names is a very much and a very important name is that of Duke Ellington. I'd hate to say how long he's been in the business, but it hasn't been too long really, has it, Duke? And the, and the group of men that are with him are all a bunch and a wonderful group of individual musicians that are considered among the best in the field of jazz. And certainly when working together under the direction and the very wonderful inspiration of Duke Ellington, one of the most capable groups in the field of jazz at the present moment. I think you know some of them. I'll run down real quick like, like Harry Carney sitting over there with that wonderful baritone. A boy from Boston, we take great pride in that because he's one of our Boston very best musicians. Right next to him is a guy with a wonderful smile and always got a little bit of a joke on his tongue is his Russian, uh, Russell Proko. Almost twisted on that one. And the next one is a famous name, too, whom you've known a long time with the Duke, is Johnny Hodges on alto. And here over in the corner, kind of hidden behind the Duke, is again another boy from down in this area. Actually, whether it's Paul Tuckett or Brockton, but it's in this area anyway, and that's, of course, Paul Gonzalez on tenor. Moving up very quickly, up in the trombone section, we've got three stalwart gentlemen. Very on starting on my far left, there's Britt Woodman. Moving in is John Saunders, who unfortunately happens to come from Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> very wonderful Lawrence Brown, who is again another wonderful figure in jazz and with the Duke for a long time. Going way back is the wonderful Cat Anderson. And from Philadelphia. And then Willie Cook, playing very wonderful trumpet. Over here and on the drums, of course, and playing the very unique double bass drums that you may have noticed, and you can read the sign too, it says Sam Woodyard. And tonight sitting in is Al Lucas on bass. I'm going to turn it over to the Duke and let him kind of introduce because he does it very facilely and very easily. So it's Duke Ellington. <coughs> Thank you very much, Father O'Connor. Ladies and gentlemen, our first selection brings Cat Anderson, Quentin Jackson, and Russell Prokop to the microphone. One of our oldest, the black and tan fantasy.
Russell Croco clarinet. Quentin Jackson trombone. Thank you. And now we'd like to uh, bring Willie Cook, trumpeter, down into the foreground in uh, his solo rendition of Tipa Two.
through the clouds, gray with years, over hills wet with tears, to a world young and free, we shall fly, follow me. April green everywhere, April song always there, come and hear, come and see, follow me. the tree where our hopes hang high to the dream that should never die where our long lost tomorrows still are in the sweet by and by time goes by or do we close your eyes and you'll see as we were we can be weep no more follow me follow me follow especially for the Newport Jazz Festival. And so temporarily, I think we'll just call the first uh, part of it uh, Festival Junction. 
Jimmy Hamilton, will state the theme.
Got my tweed pressed, got my best vest. All I need now is the girl. Got my striped tie, got my hopes high, got the time and the place. And I got the rhythm. Now all I need's the girl to go with 'em. If she'll just appear, we'll take this big town for a whirl. And if she'll say, "My darling, I'm yours." I'll throw away my striped tie and my best pressed tweed. All I really need is the girl.
Of all the boys I've known and I've known some Until I first met you I was lonesome And when you came inside did my heart grew light And this whole world seemed new to me You really swell I have to admit you Deserve expressions that really fit you And so I've racked my brain hoping to explain All the things that you do to me
That was uh, Dee Dee Bridgewater singing with Regina Carter on the violin, and they recorded Bemir Bis Duchesne on this date, January 8th, 2006. Regina Carter and Dee Dee Bridgewater. And the band with also, uh, for that one, also included Paquito de Rivera on clarinet, Gil Goldstein, our good friend Gil Goldstein on accordion. On this date in, in uh, 2006, just before that, we heard, uh, well, let's go from the beginning. We began with Duke Ellington and the orchestra in uh, the summer of 1956 at Newport with an introduction by Father O'Connor, Father Norman O'Connor. And uh, after that introduction, after Duke and the band played the Star Spangled Banner, Father O'Connor spoke a little bit, and then they did the Black and Tan Fantasy, followed by T for Two. And then we heard Duke Ellington with Frank Sinatra for Follow Me and All I Need is the Girl, and Duke Ellington and the orchestra at Newport with drummer Sam Woodyard. Sam Woodyard with Duke Ellington and Frank Sinatra. Sam Woodyard with Duke Ellington and the band at Newport in 56. Drummer Sam Sam Woodyard, his birthday was yesterday, born also in 1925, uh, January 7th, same date as... uh, David Schildkraut, saxophonist. Here's a piece that Jackie McLean recorded on this date. Jackie McLean on alto with uh, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Kenny Drew piano, Doug Watkins on bass, Pete LaRocca on the drums, the title selection from Blues Nick, January 8th, 1961.
That is the title selection from the album Blues Nick that recorded on January 8th, 1961, Jackie McLean and the band. Thank you for joining us for Monday Night Jazz, the Urban Jazz Experience. Hope you're doing well and uh, keeping safe and keeping warm. Keeping warm and being cool at the same time. You're already cool. Just make sure you keep warm. And uh, tomorrow evening this time, it's going to be stormy weather. So let's all prepare for that. We'll be back with more music following the uh, NPR news headlines. And we'll hear some uh, more of uh, Duke Ellington and Sam Woodyard and also some more uh, pieces of music that were recorded on this date of January 8th. I'm Eddie Jeremy with you until 11. Hi, I'm Diane Michelli, General Manager of listener-supported WLIWFM, here to say thank you for making our year-end fundraising campaign a great success. We look forward to continuing to serve Long Island with music you love and news you can trust. We hope you'll keep listening and have a great 2024 with all of us here at WLIWFM. You're listening to WLIW-FM 88.3 Southampton and 96.9 
Manorville. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. Thank you. President Joe Biden journeyed to South Carolina today, part of the Democrats' plan to move the focus past Iowa, which happens in a week. While Republicans have been crisscrossing Iowa, Democratic results won't be available there till mid-March. So Biden traveled to a black church in South Carolina, where about white supremacist Dylan Roof killed nine parishioners in 2015. Biden saying such racist violence needs to end. White supremacy. Oh, it is. It's a poison throughout our history. It's ripped this nation apart. This has no place in America. Not today, tomorrow, or ever. Biden also continued his attacks on former President Trump, referring to the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Biden calling Trump a threat to democracy who failed to concede his election loss. Biden's remarks were briefly interrupted by protests against Israel's war in Gaza. New Mexico's Supreme Court heard arguments today over an emergency public health order that bans guns from some public spaces. Megan Myskowski from member station KUNM has more. Gun rights advocates, including from the National Rifle Association and the Republican Party of New Mexico, brought the lawsuit. Saying the public health order Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signed last fall is overly broad. They say it veers into the state legislature's purview in setting public policy. The order is aimed at bringing down both gun violence and drug abuse. The governor has already rolled back the order to apply to just parks and playgrounds after a federal judge struck an initial version down. But it still includes a wide range of directives, including for gun buyback efforts, inspections of firearms dealers, and wastewater testing in schools for illegal substances. For NPR News, I'm Megan Myskowski in Albuquerque. The end of a 27-year partnership between athletic apparel company Nike and golf pro Tiger Woods. Woods in a social media post thanking Nike co-founder Phil Knight for the passion and vision. He says brought Nike and the Nike Golf Partnership with Woods together. Wall Street ended the week higher after first losing week in months. More from NPR's David Gura. The Nasdaq ended the day 2.2% higher. The chip company AMD closed up almost 5.5% and NVIDIA almost almost 6.5%. Boeing ended the day down 8% after the Federal Aviation Administration grounded Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes on the heels of an incident involving an Alaska Airlines flight when part of a plane blew off while it was in the air. Wall Street's main focus this week is on new earnings from some of the big banks, including J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo, and new inflation data. The Labor Department releases the Consumer Price Index for December on Thursday. David Gura, NPR News, New York. The Dow jumped 219 points. The Nasdaq was up 319 points. This is NPR. White House officials say they'll be looking closely what rules and policies may not have been followed when Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin wound up being hospitalized for several days. That's according to National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. The Pentagon has given no indication on why Austin was in the hospital, except to say there were complications with a routine elective procedure. Austin was admitted into intensive care on January 1st, but it was several days before senior White House officials were notified. The Biden administration has announced a nearly billion dollars in federal funding to help school districts replace old diesel buses. As Marlon Hyde with member station WABE in Atlanta reports, it's part of the administration's push for more low and zero emission vehicles. The money will support the purchase of more than 27,000 non-diesel school buses across 37 states in a bid to help improve air quality for children and their families. EPA Administrator Michael Regan made the announcement in DeKalb County 
one of the grant recipients. When we look at the billion plus dollars that we put out before and this billion we're announcing today, we're looking at just from this program about 5,000 electric school buses hitting the streets soon. District officials expect the first few school buses to be ready by the upcoming school year. For NPR News, I'm Marlon Hyde in Atlanta. Daniel's show that celebrates all things electronic kicks off this week in Las Vegas. The annual consumer electronics show known as CES is set to feature some of the latest must-have gadgets in terms of personal technology, transportation, health care, and more. An estimated 130,000 people expected to attend this year's event. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Luminescence Foundation, dedicated to shedding light on neurological research focused on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases and supporting land conservation initiatives, and the listeners who support this NPR station. You're listening to WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR radio station, online at WLIW.org slash radio. Home of Heart of the East End, weekday morning and midnight show featuring award-winning journalist Gianna Volpe, playing a handcrafted mix of music from all decades and genres, fielding facts from folks representing all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. It's Monday Night Jazz, the Urban Jazz Experience. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ed German with you until 11 o'clock. And once again, it's the birthday today, not today, yesterday is the birthday of alto saxophonist David Schildkraut. Once again, here he is with Miles Davis. Thank you. 
I'm Brian Cosgrove, host of the Afternoon Ramble, which can be heard seven days a week, starting at noon. A one-of-a-kind mix of older and brand-new music, plus plenty of Long Island-based singer-songwriters and bands. The Afternoon Ramble, seven days a week, starting at noon, on 88.3 for Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut, 96.9 for Western Suffolk, and we're streaming at WLIW.org radio. We just heard from uh, Regina Carter and Carla Cook, singer Carla Cook and violinist Regina Carter on January 8th, 2006, St. Louis Blues. We heard two from Miles Davis with uh, David Schildkraut on uh, alto saxophone, beginning with Blue and Boogie, followed that with Miles Davis's Solar. David Schildkraut, his birthday was yesterday. Here's another piece of music recorded on this date, January 8th, 1963. This is Brother Jack McDuff on the Hammond B3, along along with uh, Kenny Burrell on guitar, Harold Vick on tenor, Eric Dixon on tenor and flute, Joe Dukes on the drums, and Ray Barreto on conga for Our Miss Brooks. Thank you. 
Anderson. Paul Gonzalez. Pandemonium. Newport, 1956, Duke Ellington's Orchestra. Ah, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're wonderful. And now, and now. Well, there it is. Thanks for joining us for uh, for that uh, classic piece there. That's a classic there. That that concert, there's much more to it. But uh, on its anniversary this summer, we play it in its entirety. Diminuendo in blue and blow by blow live with uh, Paul Gonzalez's signature solo there in the summer of 1956. With Sam Woodyard on the drums, whose birthday was yesterday. We began that set with uh, Jack McDuff and the band on this date, January 8th, 1963, Our Miss Brooks. Thank you for joining us. There's much more music, news, and entertainment coming our way on WLIWFM. And it's uh, pretty cold outside, so uh, if you're driving... Uh, Watch out for potentially uh, freezing conditions on some of our roads, some of our roadways. And uh, also, we want to thank you for your support during our end-of-the-year fun drive. And uh, thank you for being with us. And uh, thank you for taking the time out, for taking that uh, time out and the sacrifice for thinking about us. And you can always, uh, if you feel like it, you can always support WLIWFM by going to our website, WLIW.org slash radio. And uh, tomorrow evening is going to be, uh, tomorrow we've got rain coming tomorrow afternoon, heavily into the evening. So if you're going to be out, don't be out. <laughs> I'm Eddie German for the Urban Jazz Experience and Friday Night So thank you for joining us until next time take care, stay tuned be nice to each other, good to yourself nothing is more precious than freedom and health keep the faith and pray for peace and sanity and uh, keep being who you are keep supporting public radio and Public television, as always, they are both important resources. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs>